Well, hello and welcome to episode 74 of So Talk to Me. 74. 74 episodes. We made it this far. That means that next week is 75. That is exactly what it means. That's just a lot. So long as we don't decide to cancel the entire thing between now and next week. Yeah. I mean, which could happen. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Life could could throw us the curveball. That's true. Don't know where we're going to be. Yeah. So we're not making any promises, people. Enjoy it while it's here. The apocalypse could happen. Yeah. It could. (laughs) Sure. We could all be raptured. No, that's not going to happen. But (laughs) the apocalypse could happen. I didn't even pronounce that right. Apocalypse. I'm probably not going to pronounce a lot of things right. And uh, my voice still is, well. You sound a little congested. Yeah. So I've been sick all week. Uh, You know, we talked about it last week. We pushed the episode back because sickness. And uh, it's just been up and down. Um, Friday, Saturday was okay. I was just really sore. And Sunday, well, yeah, I guess Sunday was sort of the same thing. But Monday, Tuesday, I stayed home from work because it's just, I was just not feeling good. Just and I didn't want to get sick. on. Yeah. So, um, but no, I felt much, much better today. I still have a little bit of a cough and some gunk in my system. Um, but I feel way better. Like I have more energy than I have the past few days, which is really helpful. Um, but because of the congestion and stuff and the cough, especially, um, I don't have a very strong voice. So we'll see how far we get before it just totally decides to cut out on me, which is fine. It's going to be an exciting ride. Yeah. Yeah. Hold, hold on to your butts. <laughs> hold on to your butts. Let's do this. Uh, so how you doing? Co-host Samantha. Co-host. I'm well. Yeah. What have I what have I been doing? What have I been up to? I don't know. Actually watched the Ted Bundy uh documentary. I did. Because last time we talked about how it was recommended to us. Oh yes. Okay. I was like, have we brought this up before? Why are you mentioning it now? Okay. Yes, I did. I actually sort of, <laughs> I binged the whole thing in one sitting. Yeah, yeah, you did. It was, I don't know how to say this without me sounding like a total creep. It was fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. I, obviously completely horrifying as well, but it was just, yeah, just how he just completely led like a double life it was yeah it, it it was almost like he could turn it off and on it was weird mm-hmm. and yeah frankly just fascinating to me so and i like true crime maybe i'm a messed up person i don't know i mean well i know i'm a messed up person you know because sin well <laughs> but uh yeah that was certainly interesting. So, I mean, if you enjoy stuff like that, true crime, then yeah, I definitely recommend it because it's, yeah. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know, with me is like when it's a movie and you talk about a serial killer and you talk about, you know, he's gone on this spree and 30 people are dead. When it's a movie. It's not like real. Even, right. Subconsciously, you're detached from it. You can be like, oh, man, we need to get this guy. Um. But when they're reporting on real life incidents, especially when the whole documentary is about him, it just kind of, uh, there's another level of like depravity that, I don't know, is instilled in, in, in me. Like that really hits home when you think like these were actual people that actually died versus this is a story about something like that. Mm-hmm. Happening. Like it, it's just, it's, it's not, yeah. There, there's just a distance there. It's it's hard to put into words, but it's just kind of in my own mind. So, um, yes, while I agree, it was really interesting, and I didn't watch all of it. I didn't finish it. I had to watch our kids. Uh, <laughs> oh, burn! All right, all right. Shots fired. You I'm guys. just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, it was a weekend. It was fun, but uh, no, you, you watched it while you were making dinner too. So you were doing stuff. Uh, I was just, I was just joking around. Um, well, yeah, obviously, it, it just, it's, yeah. So, 
So that's the only caution that I would give is like, yeah, you do have to like true crime and you have to understand like these were absolutely horrifying things that he did. And if you're okay, like if you think you'll be okay kind of peering down into the darkness of what someone actually did rather than a story that shows you your own depravity. Because I I, I'm fine with those. I'm fine with dark stories and movies and things like that. But when it's actual events, it just kind of hits me differently. If that makes sense. Mm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, at least what I watched, it was well done for sure. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy because, I mean, I, we were talking with um, even our family about this, my sister-in-law, how I knew the name Ted Bundy, but I didn't know like what he did. I knew that he was a good-looking guy and he lured women because he was good looking. That's all that I knew about Ted Bundy. Um, I had no idea that, that he went on for so long, or at least how many murders he committed, and then the things well, that he did. Well, or, I mean, the ones that we know of, anyways. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. But it's just, it's crazy. Anyways, so Ted Bundy documentary Netflix, yeah, if you want. Just yeah, I will say word of warning. There were like, there were some, so the way that it was like filmed and edited, they like, they sort of uh, make it creepier, if that makes sense. Like they use images um, to kind of create this just feeling of like evil. Yeah. And, chaos and yeah. panic and things like that yeah so i i'd say that's that's it's more like a technique that you see in sort of art house films um okay if you remember willy wonka in the chocolate factory yeah. with gene wilder um when they go in the to the, the tunnel, tunnel. Mm-hmm. it's like that where yeah. you just see like re- they just kind of flash clips yeah. up on the screen um they do that a number of times in this documentary mm-hmm. as well there were only a couple times when i saw it i don't know if they continue to do it but yeah, well, but during those clips, there were a few that had, like, not fully naked women, but... There was nudity. There, yes, there was nudity. Yeah. Um, which, like, I understand what they were trying to do. Like, he had a pornography issue, mm-hmm. and they were, like, trying to pull that out and, like... Mm-hmm make you see how that like affected him. So I, I understood the point of it, but yeah, just word of warning. They're, they're really fast, but still, yeah. if, if you're not okay with that, which I'm, I'm not, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I just wasn't, yeah, it happened really fast. So I wasn't really, I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. So, Mm-hmm. Enough about Ted Bundy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On to love. <laughs> there kidding. you go. Right. <laughs> what <Yeah>. a segue. <laughs> oh gosh. From Ted Bundy to no, I'm just kidding. Um. Yeah. So how are you? How you doing? Um. Well, like I said, I feel much better today, which is great. Um. I do. I say this every week, but I always feel busy. It's funny when um. When you get sick, life does not slow down. So I still have my normal responsibilities um, of, of things like school. And, and I say that like you were fantastic in letting me get rest and, and taking care of the kids while I was home. And you were awesome. Don't get me I wrong. I was just glad that you actually listened to some of my <laughs> suggestions. Yes. Yes. Um. And and rest for me meant getting like caught up on schoolwork because there was a lot to do this week. So, um, but yeah, it just there. It it's just another busy week because it, it's also harder to concentrate when you're sick. It and maybe yeah. it makes me feel like a baby. So I'm like, why can't I just do? You know, why I not? know your but, pride is hurt when you're sick. Yeah. So. Um, so I wasn't as productive as I wanted to be, but you know, life goes on, right? So, um, and it then does, I still have indeed. other, um, yeah, just other responsibilities: school, and then 
Um, even though I took two days off from work, I did have another another audiobook gig um, that we had booked this week, so I was able to get that done, and that went well. Um, surprisingly, I, I didn't cause any issues, like with my cough or anything like that, so that was nice that we were able to um, still get that done. So, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 been a <laughs> saying it's been a good week. It's just you know, kind of. Not as productive as I had hoped, thanks to sickness. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been good. Um, I know there was something that you wanted to talk about. There was? Yes. Oh, So we were oh, talking yes, yes, before yes. the podcast. <laughs> um, I was trying to think of our main topics, so I'm like, I didn't come up with those. I'm confused. Um, oh, yeah. I just, if you, I just wanted to mention... My favorite part of this the State of the Union address. Mm-hmm. If you watched it, um, now this amazed me. Samantha told me that she wanted to talk about politics on the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm I mean, the idiot who always brings it up. Now you want not to really. Talk about I just it. want to mention my favorite part because I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, yeah. If you haven't watched State of, uh, State of the Union address, I recommend watching that because. It was very interesting. Or at least the highlights, yeah. Yeah. I th- I only caught probably like the last 45 minutes. minutes. Oh. Right? Oh, was it know. really that long? It felt that long. Oh, it okay. probably wasn't. Okay, maybe it was. <laughs> it just felt that long. Um, But so there was a point in, uh, this is so weird to say, uh, President Donald Trump's speech uh, where he declared that we will never be a socialist country and like the camera closed up, like did a really close up on Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. and his face. I literally, I like busted out loud laughing. It was so funny. It, Just the look on his face. Well, it, yeah, it, it was hilarious because it was—I mean, it was C-SPAN that was airing what we watched, and um, it, it seemed like that was a like on their part it, that it was coming from you know like Fox News or something like that. Like it was a gotcha moment, you know, <laughs> because the president literally called out, you know, just said we will never be a socialist country, and then it goes right over the camera that's like close <laughs> up on Bernie Sanders. Um, it was hilarious. My favorite part. It was amazing. It was it was really funny. I could watch it over and over again. Yeah. I'm I'm really surprised that I haven't seen like a bunch of memes going around of just that. Do you follow a lot space. of political commentators? No. Okay. Well that's probably why. Oh okay. So there have been. I, I've seen a few. <laughs> I've seen a few, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's more been centered around you know all the all the congresswomen who are dressed in white who didn't clap for anything except oh yeah except themselves mm-hmm. um you know that that's kind of been the the big thing uh, at least from the stuff that I've followed but but that moment was gold was, yes it really was <laughs> it really was oh my gosh I watched something earlier today. Um, I can't remember if it was Shapiro or who it was. Um, but basically after the State of the Union, um, someone had was doing like a short little interview with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and, and like mentioned the whole where Trump calls out socialism. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, he just knows. And, and she threw out some like facts, you know, like 70% of people agree with me um, on my socialist policies. <clears throat> and she and she was like, well, he just knows that lots of people um, are turning that way, and this is just a way that he can, you know, kind of re- attempt to regain control. It's just an ad hominem attack. And um, yeah, I, I think it was actually Andrew Clavin. It, it wasn't Ben Shapiro. And he was like, she clearly doesn't know what an ad hominem attack is, because an ad hominem attack is when you insult the person who is speaking rather than what they said, like the ideal. Mm-hmm. ideology that they're going up against. Right. You're like attacking their character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
And he is like, this is the exact opposite of an ad hominem attack. He <laughs> said, we will never be a socialist country. Not that Bernie Sanders will never be president or, you know, we will never have socially, you know, you're stupid if you believe in socialism. No, he said, we will never be a socialist country. And so it was like, she just clearly did not know what an ad hominem attack is, even though she felt confident enough to say it in front of a camera. Um, so I thought it was pretty funny. All right, so that's she enough feels politics confident for one enough day, to right? say a lot of things in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna close that down right there. <laughs> the end. Um. So there were a couple things that you wanted to discuss tonight. Yeah. One of them. Well, which one do you want to cover first? Um. Well, so obviously. Um, this is coming out what the ninth, the eighth, the ninth, something like that. February. Today's second the seventh, week of, of so February. Eighth. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> so, and you know, we are a husband wife duo. We would be remiss if we don't address the fact that Valentine's Day is coming up before what? our next episode, right? Yeah. Well, today's Thursday, and next Thursday is Valentine's Day. Right. So before next week's episode comes out, Valentine's Day will happen. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was like, and, and, you know, your idea has been for the past few weeks to talk about, um, things that pertain to kind of like, uh, like couples in general. Love and marriage. No, you never watched that show. Okay. I don't know what that is. Never mind. Some people know what I'm talking about. What what was that? It was a TV show. Was it called Love and Marriage? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. (laughs) So I figured we could cap it off with an actual discussion of, um, you know, Valentine's Day in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I kind of thought about it, it's actually funny because I feel like I have the exact opposite view of St. Valentine's Day that I do of Halloween. And we'll we'll talk about it later. But <laughs> basically how, um, well, no, I guess I'll talk about it now then. <laughs> <laughs> How, like, with Halloween, I don't care about, like, you know, the pagan roots of the festival or whatever like that. I purely see it as an outreach, you know, as a way to get to Mm. know people. And Um, just a day that kids can dress up and get candy and have fun. Get candy, what, what? Um, Yeah, exactly. So I just kind of ignore its roots. Well, this is uh, St. Valentine's Day. I I wanted to talk about it because I, I... don't think its roots are like ever talked about. Yeah, well, and it it's weird because it's its roots don't seem to have anything to do with it, if that makes any sense. Mm. Besides it being called St. Valentine's Day and have some sort of significance for February 14th. But like the whole I don't know be what it has turned into is like give your special someone a something special Mm -hmm. to show them that you love them yeah 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 it's become all about uh romantic love yeah right and um so yeah so that's why i wanted to talk about sort of like its roots and who saint valentine was so, um, and, and like I said, it's just never talked about. It's always just assumed. Yeah, you get chocolates and roses and you go out for a date. You know? Well, and it's funny because we've never really celebrated Valentine's right. Day. Right, right. Yeah, that's the other side of it. It's, <laughs> it's just never been a thing for us. Yeah, until uh, we had kids and now we just use it as an excuse to get out of the house yeah, together. <laughs> yeah, although still not on Valentine's Day itself because yeah. that's when everywhere is just like, like, Good Packed. luck trying to get. Yeah, maybe it's different wherever you are, but where we are in like a big metropolitan city, yeah, everywhere has everywhere nice that you'd want to go. That's romantic. There's gonna be everyone else. Yeah, and they've already made reservations. We'd rather so. just have pizza and beer. Yeah, <laughs> and go see an awesome band. Yeah, yeah. We're stoked. We're gonna go. Actually, gonna go see Copeland. Um. I guess tonight when this episode drops. So stoked about that. One of my favorite bands. Yeah, we talked time. about them before when we talked about music a long time ago. 
um, they've been a recommendation. So we're excited to see them again. We saw them, I think the first time we saw them, we weren't even married. No. Pretty cool. We had just started dating. Yeah. There you go. Oh, that's right. I remember that. (laughs) So anyways, St. Valentine's Day. So where do we start? Okay, so who was St. Valentine and why is it his day? Um, um, well, I mean, it was, were you asking me, did you want me to answer that question? Yes. Okay. I was No, sure. but yes, let's do that. <laughs> okay. So St. Valentine of Rome. Well, he was, he was born in AD 226 in Terni, Italy. Um, and he died on February 14th. Uh, the, the date, or the year, I should say, is speculated. Could have been 269, could have been 270, some say 273, whatever. But he was, he was martyred on February 14th, mm-hmm. which is why we commemorate him on February 14th. Um, right. But he was, so he was under, what was that guy's name? Claudius. There you go. Emperor Claudius. Yeah. Claudius had put him in jail because he was basically helping Christians. Mm-hmm. And Christians were being persecuted at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was, it is sort of speculated that he was um, m- marrying them, marrying yeah. Christians. Yeah. Uh, and that's why he was put in jail. And Claudius liked him, but then when he started trying to convert Claudius, Claudius decided to put him to death um, by stoning him, I believe, but he didn't die. So then he was beheaded. Mm. And that's St. Valentine. <laughs> Go have a romantic evening. Yeah. <laughs> no, so there's, um, so the thing about St. Valentine, at least from what I've found out, so, well, before I go there, um, I just want to say that the, I grew up knowing about St. Valentine from a cheesy Christian video that we had that my dad had gotten <laughs> that, that, you know, was supposed to be like semi-history or whatever. Like, it's, it's really cheap. The sets are cheesy. The acting is really bad. Um, but it kind of told the story of St. Valentine. We'll, we'll come to find out later. There are lots of stories. Um, St. Valentine is kind of one of these characters, sort of like St. Nicholas, where there are lots of stories kind of surrounding the guy. And that's where a lot of these kind of folk, um, uh, tales, but as well as practices associated with him mm-hmm. come from. So, um, the first is that, is that he was performing marriage ceremonies for other Christians, Mm -hmm. right? In a time when Christians were persecuted, um, he would, he would still perform the, the marriage ceremonies in secret because he believed that marriage was, you know, to be highly honored, Mm -hmm. especially among Christians. So that's, that's the first part of it. Others say that he was just simply, um, he was preaching, you know, again, in a time when, when Christians were persecuted, he was openly preaching the gospel. Mm-hmm. And again, when we when we take a look, you know, the, in the 200s AD, this was early on in the church's lifespan. You know, this is this was he's one of our forebears in the faith. Right. Um, he's an early martyr, and so you have to you have to admire um, just his his boldness that under a regime that was actively persecuting Christians, whatever he was doing, whether it was marriages, whether it was preaching, clearly he had a heart for for Christians. Clearly he had a conviction for Christ that he was sharing with those around him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even if it even if it was like just helping other Christians, you know, harboring Christians who who were on the run. So he was thrown in jail, and in jail, uh, my understanding is that he was known, um, even in the jail, kind of like a Joseph figure, you know, where where he's highly esteemed even in jail. Um, he was well liked. He uh, he 
attempted to proselytize and, and share his faith mm-hmm. in the prison as well, which eventually ended up with his um, with his death is because of he he would not stop preaching the gospel like that that is awesome to me that he had this boldness and he had this love for people um even at a point that it it, it cost him his life and that's what jesus says right that greater love has no man than this that that he would lay down his life for his friends he was attempting to 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 bring the gospel of jesus christ to these people and and died because of it one of the speculations or um stories surrounding him was that uh while under house arrest of judge uh Asterius and discussing his faith with with him um Saint Valentine uh was discussing the validity of Jesus and the judge um put him to the test and brought him to his uh adopted blind daughter and told him basically like if you heal her, then I'll believe you that Jesus is who he says he was. You know? mm-hmm. um, and he laid hands on her eyes and her vision was restored. And so immediately humbled, the judge um, asked Val- St. Valentine what he should do. And he replied that they should uh, remove all the idols, that they should all be broken from the home. Um, and that the judge should should fast for three days and then undergo the Christian sacrament of baptism, and his entire household was also baptized. Um, so the speculation is that the whole, like, giving each other valentines on Valentine's Day was because before he died, he wrote that young girl a note um, that was basically like your dear valentine or something like that Mm -hmm. um but that that's that's speculation don't know if that if that's actually true yeah yeah that's that's part of the story and in the cheesy christian video that um that i watched growing up every year my dad would turn it on for us (laughs) um what he does is that because of his kind of like preaching within the jail he he befriends this blind girl and he and as he is sentenced to death he gives her a note and it's in the shape of a heart and when she opens it up like she can see all of a sudden so yeah i mean that that is part of the again like folk tradition um and it pops up a couple different places of him being able to restore the sight of a young girl now whether it was the jailer's daughter or or, you know whoever it was um apparently there are lots of different stories about that Mm -hmm. um but yeah the story goes that he was able to restore the sight the sight of a young girl and um be it just his french in his friendship with her um the yeah the note that he gave her before he died um yeah was signed like your valentine something like that because that was his last name mm-hmm. you know that's, that's just what he went by and so therefore the tradition is that you give valentines to your you know valentine's cards to your valentine um and again nowadays so so let's take this in, a, in another direction so that's saint valentine and who he is now obviously we're not catholic we're not lutheran we don't venerate the saints right um so it's not that it's not that we worship Saint Valentine. It's that we like this is a day in honor of him and and there are certain things that he did, at least in that are part of the tradition. Um again, we don't necessarily know what all's true. Yeah. Um all we know is what we read on Wikipedia. Well, again, I, I watched the cheesy <laughs> Christian video. I've I've seen some other stuff, but um yeah. We both we both um, when we said we wanted to talk about it, read the Wikipedia article. <laughs> um, the wiki, even, wiki. And you were reading it even now as yep. we're recording. So, yep. <laughs> um, That's how I got his, the dates. Yeah. And that story that I read. Anyways. So, so that is St. Valentine. And I think there are things about him um, and his story that we ought to, as Christians, like, we that we could recognize that are honorable and good mm-hmm. and true 
like the the fact that he was standing he was, up for the gospel right and gave his life for um, it for the gospel and for these people that he wanted to see saved that mm-hmm. he wanted to share the truth with um so this is what sticks out to me is the love that saint valentine showed so what valentine's day is nowadays again is is a celebration of romantic love right and um we see as we take a look back at you know saint valentine and what he's done that while romantic love may have been an element in some of the you know in some of the stories that he was bringing people together in marriage um it wasn't the the thrust of his life you know he's not cupid we're not it's not little cherub day <laughs> it's it's commemorating the life of this man who who truly loved people um and so when i was thinking through that and thinking about how to talk about valentine's day in general that's what struck me the most is the idea of love and what it means to love someone mm-hmm. and how we see that love played out now obviously we talk a lot about you know church issues and and things that are going on. And so my mind kind of went to how we talk about love typically in a church setting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I think what's commonly kind of associated, and maybe it's just with our, our day in general, is that when we talk about love, we often talk about sensuous types of love, you know, a love that we feel, an affection that we have mm-hmm. for someone. Um, and uh, I, I think this also kind of plays itself out in the types of songs that we see that are popular within the church and the way that we talk about loving God. Baby, baby. I, I don't know any churches that sing that song. <laughs> that would be very awkward. Sorry. I was just trying to think of like a cheesy love song. Is that a cheesy love song? I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Justin Bieber. Oh, that's who it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think in the same way, we see this movement towards, uh, this movement away from a love that is sacrificial, a love that um, truly wants to see the best in the other person and is willing to do uh, what it takes to to bring that about however they can um and it and it turns into a more sappy sensual type of love now that said again we're a husband and wife there there is nothing wrong with that type of romantic love there's nothing wrong wrong with romantic love it's a good thing i think it's something that god has created to um join people together okay so I'm not saying that it is a bad thing in general. I'm not saying that um, it's, it's always wrong to, to celebrate romantic love. But what I'm saying is that that is not the essence of what love is, right? It's, it's only a certain type of love, a certain component of love. And I think in the same way that, that Valentine's Day has, has shifted like that, I think we see in the just kind of the modern evangelical church that same shift happening as well, um, especially in the types of songs that we sing to God or some of the things that I see. Um, and maybe it's maybe it's more, you know, just wishy-washy churches in general. But some of the ways that we talk about God and the ways that we talk about Jesus. It's um, like he's a boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. This idea that, um, we want to, and, and guys, I'm, I fully, like I've used this terminology before. So, so I, I'm in the same boat. Um, but I'm realizing it more than I think it's wrong. Um, just the idea of like, you know, we just want to fall deeper in love with Jesus. You know, we, um, just equating these terms that we use for a, a romantic type of love in our relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And frankly, that makes things kind of awkward for men in general. You know, you're talking about your unending love in a romantic way for a man. It's kind of weird. Um, 
I, I, I think it's much, it's much more appropriate to, to view that type of love. And, and again, Jesus' love is pure and deep and, and you know, it is, it is uh, stronger than any other love that we can see here on right. earth. Well, it, yeah, it's agape, which like you can't compare any other kind of love to it or compare it with any other kind because it, it's, it's its own. Mm-hmm. You can't compare it? Well, like, nothing compares to it. Okay, is what yeah. I'm t- is what I'm saying. Um, because it's perfect. Right. Yeah, exactly. And he shows that, that type of sacrificial love. I think there is, um, you know, I see, I see it in pictures like, and and we've brought this relationship up a lot on this podcast, so I'm sorry, but not sorry at the same time. <laughs> like the type of brotherhood that you see, like in Lord of the Rings between Frodo and Sam, you know, something something like that, where there's this or David deep, and Jonathan, David and Jonathan, yeah, where there's this deep love that goes beyond um, beyond. Fr- it's a type of friendship, but it goes beyond friendship into. Um, brotherly yes yeah into into brotherhood um i was just looking up the verse here it's it's in john john 15 15 where it it really sticks out this is this is something that when i was younger i I just i would skim over it but as i'm reading it now um i think i i see more of the value of it this is jesus he says no longer do i call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing but i've called you friends for all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. So there is a type of of friendship that Jesus has with his disciples, with his people, you know, mm-hmm. with those that he he draws to himself. Um, you know, as we kind of were talking about this the other day, one thing that I said is is like again the terminology that we use nowadays of falling in love with Jesus. While I mean it's not entirely wrong, I, I think it. It kind of assumes paints a wrong picture. Yes, yes, exactly. Because I would never say that Jesus was in love with his disciples. Right. It's just that's just weird to say. Like, and it gives the yeah, it gives the wrong idea of of the type of love that he had. Did he have affection for them? Yes. Did he have um a a yeah, just a deep and and strong brotherly love for them? Yeah. He he calls them his his friends. No longer are they just servants. His followers he calls his friends. You know, it's it's like you said, it's a type of brotherhood. Well, and that- I can't remember the the address, but the where um is it his some of his brothers that come to him and is saying that uh they need them to they need him to come because like his mother's his mother needs him or something. And he's like, well, these are my, this is my family basically. Like, yeah. Who is, who is my mother? I I can't remember the exact wording, but basically getting at like, these are my brothers and sisters. Like, this is my family. Like when, like scripture says that when, uh, you believe you are adopted as a son and daughter right. or daughter. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus says, if you love me, you will do my commandments. You know, right. you will, you will do what I say. You will obey my commandments. That's what he says. <laughs> so this love isn't just affection, although it can entail affection. Um, but it's not, it's not romantic love. It is a love that, that produces action that produces, um, this brotherly um, going to war together, you know, this, this brothers in arms kind of mentality. Um, And sure, maybe it does look different for males and females. I don't know. Um, But I think I, I'm, I'm certainly more comfortable. I don't think. Well, I, I, I would just think that, that females would be more comfortable talking about romantic love rather than males talking about romantic love with Jesus. Towards Jesus? Yeah. I don't think women should be yeah. talking about romantic love towards Jesus because well, he's your 
king. He's your mm-hmm. god. Yeah. You don't love him romantically. Mm-hmm. Well, there are books. Well, they're wrong. Out there. And they should be burned. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We, we won't go into that. Um, so the Bible does talk about um, Christ being, uh, or excuse me, the church being the bride of Christ, right? So I get why there would be this idea of romantic love. A confusion. between Right, right, exactly. Um, and some of the things that, I, that I, I can think of when kind of thinking through that issue is just that God has given marriage as a picture of Christ in the church, right. not the other way around. Right, it's just a picture. Yeah. It's not a... It's not a complete analogy, like, what's the word? Yeah, analogy. Analogy. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's not a complete analogy. Right. It's just a picture. Yes. Yeah. I, I'd say the other thing is that, yes, the church is the bride of Christ. It is not you alone are the bride of Christ. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I'm trying to think how to put this into words. But basically, it does not mean that you are having a love affair with Jesus. It means that that even sorry, right? Exactly. It just it seems so weird when you say it like that. But there are these. I mean, gosh, I probably should have like pulled up certain songs that talk about um, that that we that the church is that the evangelical church uses to talk about Jesus. That that borderline on these ideas of. You know, like like you had mentioned, like Jesus is my boyfriend type mm-hmm. of songs. Or um, just super vague songs that, I mean, if you changed one word, could totally be talking about a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Like, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, I'm sorry to everyone who's listening um, that I've probably just poisoned you and now you're going to be like hypersensitive to no, this. No, not sorry. We are not sorry. Well, I, I just mean that I should be I'm, sensitive to it. <laughs> I may because, have ruined you. Well, the worship service is a God takes that very, very seriously how you mm-hmm. worship him. And so you should be worshiping him correctly, not yeah. treating him like your boyfriend, not yeah. singing songs that treat him like a boyfriend. So it's yeah. very important. Yeah. Yeah. God I, takes worship, worship so seriously. He killed people in the Old Testament because they did it wrong. So. Mm-hmm. We should get it right. Yeah, I'm I just agree. saying we shouldn't be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and there's my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I mean, I do think that uh, just I when I had kind of thought through these things, that's when I started realizing some of the, especially about you know these popular songs, and I'm just like, ah, that's weird. And we have lost, I think, within the evangelical church, we have lost the vocabulary of. Um, of the Psalms that mm-hmm. talks about God as our fortress and our shield, God as our defender, God as the one who um, fights on our behalf and destroys our enemies. This powerful God who um, who tramples his enemies underfoot, right. you know, who is our bow and our spear. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- these these pictures of strength and war alongside you know warring on the side of god right that we are that we're like brothers in arms you know um and it it, i I think we have lost that yeah it has definitely seemed to for some reason try to do an overcorrection and just focus on the fatherhood portion Mm -hmm. of god and I mean, which is true. He's our father right. and we're, su- we're supposed to view him that way. Uh, and he's given us like earthly fathers to be able to like as a picture of that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not a perfect analogy because there's no such thing as a perfect well, father yeah. except for God. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I do definitely think that there has been like this overcorrection where it's just like, Oh, God is just this like lovey dovey, lovey dovey father, mm-hmm. um, and not having a balance of like 
judge and father. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what it is, is that it's, it's a balance thing. They, there may even be like a nothing wrong with the songs that, that we're singing. Right. It's just an emphasis purely on, you know, the way that God pursues you and the way that, um, that God's love washes away your sin, you know, things like that, where if that is the only thing that's talked about, it's, it's imbalanced because it gives you, (laughs) right. It it gives you an idea of God that is all where's the reverence one-sided. Yeah. So don't hear me saying like, don't ever sing those types of songs. That's not what I'm saying. I think those types of songs are valuable. I think, I think when we sing of what Jesus has I mean, done, my and what favorite Jesus song has accomplished. is "How Deep the Father's Love for Us." So. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad. <laughs> right? Right? Exactly. There's there's just a, a certain kind of imbalance, and I think it's driven by the way that we view the love of God and the way that we talk about um, His love and what that means and how, how that's how that plays out in our life. Because there's a there's a, a thing. Okay, it's a thing uh, (laughs) to have tough love, Mm -hmm. right? Where God calls you on your crap and he knocks you over the head. Yeah, yeah. he he disciplines those he loves, right? It says that in Hebrews. Like Um, a father. Exactly. You (laughs) want to know how you're a son? (laughs) If you're being disciplined by God for Mm -hmm. the things that you, the boneheaded moves that you make, right? Um, And where are the songs about that? (laughs) <laughs> no, but I, I just mean, uh, I just mean if it's all focused and, and maybe that's driven, gosh, this is a whole other conversation. <laughs> maybe that's driven by um, the idea that church is purely supposed to be for the unchurched, that it's an outreach, outreach event, you know, yeah. and so you want to display this God as, as all lovey-dovey and you're so great and God loves you just the way you are, um, you know, but that's a bigger issue. That's a that's a bigger issue. That's a whole um, other episode, yeah, brother. Yeah, that we're not that we're not going to start addressing. I just <laughs> I just do want to reclaim um, what love is, what it means that God is love. It does not mean that God. Oh, He's so infatuated with you in in everything that you are. He just loves you so much. That's not what it means that God is love. Sorry, like a Bethel clip <laughs> literally just popped up yes, in, in yeah, my head. Someone was, said exactly like what you were just saying. Yes. Hey. Does does he love you? Yes, certainly. He loves his creation. I believe he loves all of mankind in different ways. Okay. I'm still Calvinist. Don't don't hear me. He also <laughs> hates some people and loves them at the same time. That's a whole other like weird paradox. But <laughs> I believe it's true. If he didn't love you, you would have, you are a sinner. You don't deserve to be living right now. If God did not love you, you would be in hell right now. But he's okay. showing you That's grace. All. Right. He's showing you grace because he loves you. So yes, God loves all of mankind but not in a not in a boyfriend way not in a way that oh he's gonna play tag with you and see if you come along with him type of love like no no god is a warrior he is a judge he is uh he is the maker and king of the universe yeah yeah and that's that's what it means what, to be what's, a good what's father. that a verse work out your salvation with fear, fear and trembling, and trembling. yeah yeah. That, so, that's not saying that you work to earn your salvation. That's talking about sanctification. Yeah. 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 It means to be sure of that you are bearing fruit. Certainly. So, um, so please hear me, hear this conversation as a call to balance. Because I'm not saying that, um, you know, that God doesn't have affection for you. He does. He does. Um, there was a there was a scripture in Zephaniah, and I guess I could probably look it up. I think it's in Zephaniah three. Yeah. So this is Zephaniah three seventeen, and I found this a few months ago, and I just thought, like, I was broken with just the way that that God, uh, the way that this describes God and His pleasure that He takes in His people. Okay, Zephaniah three seventeen. Uh, and and you have to understand Zephaniah 
is not a happy book. <laughs> it is a book of judgment. Mm-hmm. So at the end of this judgment, or towards the end of this judgment, um, it says, The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. So that picture that God, God takes pleasure in his people. He does have affection for you. Don't, don't hear this as the, the, that God doesn't love you in, in the ways that you want to be loved. No, he, he does rejoice over you. Okay. But, You're his child. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it's only the, the way that we love our children is only a glimpse into the way that God sees his children. Right. Um, but that said, there are also other th- ways that God shows his perfect love. And those ought to be, um, those ought to come to mind as well when we talk about God's love, when we think about God's love. That it is a mature love. It mm-hmm. is not an immature infatuation. All right. So we have loved being here, <gasps> having Hi-oh. this conversation. Uh, sort of. I don't know. Maybe. Kind of. Yeah. No, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. This, is, this has been good. And, and hopefully, hopefully this is beneficial to someone as we you know, talk about. Oh, maybe you learned something What is new. love? What, uh, what St. Valentine's Day is and who he was uh, supposedly um you know the stories behind him i don't know whatever baby don't hurt me don't hurt me no more if you have any thoughts on love or valentine's day or anything else that you want to share with us well, you can reach out to us our email address is so talk to me podcast at gmail.com you can like us on facebook and follow us there so talk to me uh podcast and uh we also have a twitter our handle is at Twitter. so underscore talk to me. And now we're new to Insta. Insta. Graham. On that Insta. And what is our, is it just so talk to me podcast? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. So yeah, I think we're done. I, I think that's it. Love. I think we're ready whoa, whoa, to go whoa, to sleep. Whoa. Bye. Good night. Good talk to your spouse. Good talk to your spouse.